You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Hi there, and welcome back to Coaches Connection podcast brought to you by coachesconnectionacademy.com, the business development community for coaches to connect, to learn, and to grow. This is episode 70. My name is Anne-Marie Cross, and I'm here with my co-host, Jennifer Sparkle-Johnson. Are you struggling to get new clients? Maybe you feel undervalued and underpaid, but you're concerned if you raise your fees, you're going to lose those existing clients. Or maybe you're not sure how to market your business so you get noticed and hired by your ideal high paying client. Well, you are in the right place. So whether you're just starting up your coaching practice or maybe you've been in business a while, this podcast is devoted to helping you take your results to the next level. Jennifer and I are going to teach you the right strategies around money, around marketing and around money mindset so that you get noticed, you get new clients who pay you what you're worth and you finally grow a successful, profitable coaching practice. So how about we get started? Welcome back to another show. Got lots and lots of great content uh, lined up for you. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that Jennifer and I often speak about the importance of mindset and how your mindset can either help you grow your business and your coaching practice, or it can even hinder you from growing a successful coaching practice. Your beliefs, your values, your attitude toward things, especially when it comes to your business and taking your coaching practice to the next level, well, it is vital. And from Jennifer and my experience, when we work with our clients, this can be one of the very reasons why they continue to stay stuck. And that's all around their mindset and their money mindset. Now, we've said it before and we're going to say it again. You can have Hmm. the best systems in place, the best processes in place. You can have the best looking website. You can look as if you have everything together on the surface. However, behind the scenes, you can still struggle to get new clients and clients who pay you what you are worth. So why is this? Well, it's because of your mindset. And on today's show, Jennifer and I are going to share five mindsets that will keep you stuck, as well as the mindset shift that you have to take in order to fast track the growth of your coaching business. So that's coming up in the Words of Wisdom segment. Before we dive in, we've got a very quick announcement. Jennifer and I, aren't we having so much fun answering questions that are coming into to the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what we want to do is we want to extend an opportunity for you. If you are a regular listener, or maybe you're even a first-time listener, and you're in a coaching practice and business, and there's something that you are struggling with. Maybe there's a question that you have about how to grow your business, specific marketing uh, question, whatever it may be. We want to ensure that we continue to help you grow your business. So we want to know what that question is. We look forward to answering it in an upcoming show. So all you need to do is go to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP connect. And once you're on that page, you'll be able to see how you can get that question through to us so that we can answer that in an upcoming show. Ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP connect. And here's today's tip of the week. 
So in today's Tip of the Week segment, uh, Jennifer and I are going to do what we've done in the last couple of shows, and that is to take the opportunity to answer one of your questions. As we know, when we're working in business, we may feel that we're the only one that's struggling with that. But you know what? You talk to two or more other business owners, and they're probably, they've either struggled with that same thing, or maybe that's something that they're going through in their own business. So I'm sure today's question is one that you may have asked yourself, or maybe even what you're going through at the moment. Now, this question came in from Judy. Judith. And Judith asks, which is best, multitasking or deepening? Which is such a great topic because I know for many of us, we have recognized or we've thought that multitasking, being able to do lots of different things at the same time, is a skill that we really want to work towards. However, interestingly, Judith, uh, and I did a bit of research on this and I found a great, great article on uh, Forbes and it was written by Travis Bradbury and I will leave a link to this article on the show. Anyway, uh, Travis has found that studies done at Stanford University shows that multitasking kills your performance and even, even more interestingly, may even damage your brain, which is quite alarming. Now, apparently the Stanford University research felt that multitasking, what happens is you are less productive when you do multitasking than if you are working at one thing at a time. So in other words, deepening. If you're working on one task or you're deepening that experience and uh, on a project that you're working on in comparison to multitasking, the deepening is going to generate greater results. The researchers also found that people who were regularly surrounding themselves with the things such as technology, electronic information we all love our smartphones don't we and we can have smartphones <laughs> we can be in front of a desktop computer we can have our ipads when we've got all of that bombarding our attention that really impacts the way that we recall information and it also impacts how we are able to switch from one job to another as well as complete the one you know the one task that we're working on so that's pretty scary stuff It's really scary. So think about it. Is multitasking a special skill or not so much? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Stanford research actually compared groups of people based on their tendency to multitask and their belief that it helps their performance. They found that heavy multitaskers, those who multitask a lot and that feels that it actually boosts their performance, were actually worse. They were worse at multitasking and actually um, they struggled with doing a single thing at a time. So what happens is frequent multitaskers who performed worse, it's simply because, as you just mentioned, they were having trouble organizing their thoughts and also they were not um, able to filter out irrelevant information because there was so much coming at them at once. Mm. So they, they were slower and they also struggled being able to switch from one task to another. So what that really means is multitasking reduces your efficiency and your performance because the brain can't focus on two things at one time. You know, I want to say that again. The brain can't focus on two things at one time. It kind of makes sense, right? When, you, when you're actually trying to do two things at once, your brain lacks that capacity to perform both of them Uh, at one time successfully. And uh, of course, we are quoting Travis Bradbury's fantastic article. We will leave a link 
to that in our show notes. All you need to do to go to our show notes is ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP 770. Now, as Jennifer was talking, and I know that I have shared uh, this story, this, it's actually a horror story, but I, <laughs> as I said earlier, you know, I, I actually for a while thought that my ability to multitask was a great skill. I've been multitasking for as long as I can remember, even when I worked for a company, being right in the, the hub of uh, the office, the business as, as office manager, and people were often coming to me, you know, my attention was often interrupted by others who needed things, wanted things and so forth. So I really was, you know, in that environment that I needed to, to multitasking. And also I have been in an environment now that I'm working in my own business where I do get to spe- spend time working deeply on a topic or a task. You know what? Deepening works every time for me. It keeps me focused. It's helped me to identify things that I'd never have been able to do were I multitasking, such as article writing or, or, you know, putting together a content for a program. Similarly, when you and I work together, Jennifer, when when we are working on creating content for members of, you know, Coaches Connection Academy, we really go deep, don't we, when we're working on on something and it really allows us to to tap into um, developing content that really does hit the mark, so to speak, for, for our for our clients there. Were we to multitask, I'm pretty sure we would not do that. But let me share with you this. <laughs> One time I do remember multitasking and I thought that I was cleverly doing so, you know, updating my website. I, I was, this is on one computer, on another computer, I was doing something else as well as, as reading and, and, and uh, taking notes. I pushed the button, thought that I was updating something in, in actual fact, I deleted my entire website. Now, that was horror of horrors. I know that I've shared that before and I'm going to share it again because it really does confirm that multitasking just does not work. And I hope that you who are listening today doesn't, you know, don't have a, a similar experience as deleting your whole website. As you know, I mean, a lot of my business is online. So that for me was just horrendous. Thankfully, that was the last time that I did multitask in that way because that was a huge wake-up call. So now, and and when Jennifer and I work together, we do that in in blocks of so many minutes. 30 minutes works really well for me. I dive deep into a task uh, for 30 minutes. Then I may take a break and then dive deep into another task for 30 minutes or even the same task. So I think that the the jury is out on that one, uh, Jennifer, isn't it? I think uh, multitasking, no, no, deepening, yes, it's it's certainly the best way. For sure. And I think a lot of people listening, especially moms out there, they're probably thinking, oh, no, no, I've got this mastered. I multitask and I do it well, just like you and I used to think, mm. right? And we're not saying that you can't multitask. We're just saying that reminder that your brain cannot do two things at once. So like Amory said, focus for 30 minutes and focus on one thing only and you'll knock it out of the park. It reminds me of that same concept of slower is faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So get the results you want by no longer multitasking. <laughs> Absolutely. So we want to ask you, what do you think? If you're listening to us share our feedback on that, as well as identifying some studies, you've got some thoughts on the subject of, of multitasking versus deepening. Go ahead and leave your comment in the section area below the show notes. Just also another heads up for you, Judith, and you listening to today's call. Speaking of deepening, there's an area that uh, Jennifer are going to dive much deeper into asking three questions that we often get asked by coaches. And these questions are, why aren't people noticing me? 
why aren't people hearing me and why aren't people hiring me? So if you're Mm -hmm. a coach and you're struggling in any of these three areas or maybe all of them, uh, that people aren't noticing you, whether you're online, whether you're offline, maybe they're not hearing you when you introduce yourself at a networking event or maybe you're sharing more information about your services or maybe they're not hiring you when you do have a sales conversation with a prospective client. If you recognize any of those, you'll want to get access to this training. Now, this three-part training is going to be free. It's our special gift to you, coaches all over the world, and it's titled Be Seen, Be Heard, Be Hired, How to Double or Even Triple Your Business in the Next 90 Days, 60 Days, 30 Days. Why 90 days, 60 days, 30 days? Well, that's entirely up to you. We've had clients, haven't we, Jennifer, who when we've shared the content we'll be sharing, have uh, done it in 90 days, they've done it in 60 days, they've even done it in 30 days. So uh, absolutely, pencil the date, April the 20th. Put that in your diary because this is when we're going to be releasing the training. And uh, to be the first to access the training, if you want to get yourself over on our VIP list, And there's been a number of people who have been registering and getting on our VIP list, which is really, really exciting. You can too, if you haven't already, go to coachesconnectionacademy.com, leave your details there. And as soon as it goes live, we will send you a link on how you can access that. Today's words of wisdom to help you take your coaching practice to the next level. So as we mentioned before, if you're a regular listener, you'll know that Jennifer and I love the topic of mindset, particularly around money and the importance of having the right mindset to support you in taking your business to the next level. You can have the best systems, the best structures, the best processes, all of that, the best team even. Yet if you don't have the supporting mindset, you're you're going to find that you get stuck. You're going to hit paradigms. And uh, that's not nice. You know, for all of us listening today, we want to, to build thriving coaching practices. So what we want to share today is five mindsets that will keep you stuck. Listen to what these mindsets are. Use it as a checklist. And if you resonate with any of those and you think, hmm, I have a feeling that that unhelpful mindset is one that I'm using, then listen out for the mindset shift. When you do, you will notice that you fast track the growth of your coaching business. Let's dive in to the first mindset that is unhelpful for us. Yeah, the first mindset that's unhelpful is I can build my business on my own. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and again, Anne-Marie and I are always willing to be transparent and I used to think that as well. <laughs> and the mindset shift instead is I need a mentor, coach, or accountability partner to help me build my coaching business. And uh, as I said, I when I first first started, I thought that I could do it on my own. Yet I'm here to say I had no clue what to do as far as how to build a successful coaching business. And when I had that mindset shift, I did hire a mentor and coach. And I'm here to say that if you do that for yourself, everything can tra- change for you. I'm living proof and I know it to be true and I absolutely believe it because truthfully, you don't know what you don't know. And that's what a mentor and coach gets to guide you through and teach you and show you how to become successful. Mm. There's so many different things that we can read and we can access on the internet, which is fantastic. However, and I'm sure you found this too, Jennifer, because I know that I've certainly found this, some of the steps and strategies that we do access or can access on Google, I I mean, I just love Google as a resource. Unfortunately, though, it's not the best step for us to take personally. 
And we don't get the ability to get feedback from a coach or a mentor if we're trying to do that on our own. There may be different steps that we don't need to do or we're not yet ready to do. And because we think we need to put those into place, we can be working on a lot of activities that really are not serving us. So I absolutely agree. And so I think the, the fact that if we're too hesitant or we think, oh, I don't yet have the finances to be able to support me in, in hiring or investing, it really is an investment. That really is a mindset issue, isn't it? Because it could be a stretch. It can be really scary. But you know what? That coach or that mentor is going to support you, be your accountability partner, so that you are going to stretch yourself with some exciting, maybe a little bit scary, but exciting goals, and you'll be able to achieve them so much faster. So this is such a a huge reminder for us. You know, we cannot build our business on our own. We need that support. So uh, really encourage you to, yeah, to, to reach out and, and uh, get someone, hire someone, invest in someone. All right, what is the second mindset that is not helping you take your coaching practice to the next level? And that is thinking that you need to have everything in place before you get out there. So this could be a website. It could be, you know, I have to have all of my social media and everything. I need to know all of that before I I really get out there and seriously market my business. Or I really need to get comfortable in presenting and networking and introducing myself or whatever. You fill in the gap. Yes, there are things that you do need to do, such as being comfortable and, and sharing more information about you. But as far as websites are concerned, as far as all of the social media, all of those, you know, wonderful things things that really can support us, if that is the reason why you're not getting out and networking or you're not getting out and having conversations with prospective clients, then that is keeping you stuck. And the mindset shift is you need to get comfortable with selling, with sales. And for some of you, you've probably just freaked out and go and, and went, oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Because let's face it, at the end of the day, you need clients, you need an income. And I remember years ago speaking to someone, they said, there's so many incredible businesses that unfortunately never got off the ground because they invested in websites. And I'm talking mm. that tens of thousands of dollars worth of websites, office space, all of the bells and whistles. And then they went out to, to generate sales and it was kind of like, well, no one really was interested because they should have done some market research first. That's really important. There's lots of important steps, but as far as all the websites and all that, that is not important. I mean, we even know, Jennifer, between you and I, coaches in our circles who don't have a website, yet they're multi-six-figure businesses. You know, they don't have all of the social media and they're not on Twitter and LinkedIn and doing videos. They're just getting out there. They're clear on their message. They're clear on all of the things that we speak about regularly on our show and they're getting out there. They're generating clients. Yeah. Let's not forget, um, I'm a perfect example. I I made over six figures without a list. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some people will stay stuck behind their computer saying, I have to have my website. I have to have the right business card. I have to have this. I have to have a list. No, mm. you don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You you just have to show up and you have to get comfortable with sales. Yeah, that is what you really need to get comfortable with. The mindset shift is uh, you need to get comfortable in generating I- income by having those sales conversations. Don't worry about all of those other uh, things. That can all come later. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's look at the next one. The next one, number three, is everyone has a need for my service. 
Okay, that can really get you into trouble. (laughs) The mindset shift instead is I need to truly understand and be able to define the needs, desires, hopes, and dreams of my ideal client. Wow, that's a big mindset shift. I don't know if you can even think about that for just a second. Feel the difference. Everyone has a need for my service. And the mindset shift instead, defining the needs of your ideal client, ah, knowing what their desires are. It is so, so important because that's how you show up and build connection. And that's how you're able to support them and actually have that conversation and feeling the need of what they're looking for. So think about this. Who is your ideal client? Can you define their age? Is it a him or is it a her, right? And most importantly, think about this. What is he or she experiencing in terms of their struggles, challenges, or specific issue that they might share with you? So, so important. I also love that you get to remember, think about this. When you're in a conversation and talking with someone and you're trying to understand and hear what they're struggling with, really listen to what they're saying and really listen for what they mean about what they're saying. So there's a little bit of a difference there. So they're going to share with you some things and I want you to really think about what are they really saying here? Because sometimes people don't know how to express their struggles and they'll give you very surface answers. And as you're listening, you can actually determine where they're really stuck and how you can best support them. So what that really means is figure out what your ideal client is desiring and then really deepen that desire, get really clear on what it is. So Here's a good example to think about. If you're a money coach, right, you can absolutely help them design a budget. Yet, if you're in conversation, it's going to give you the opportunity to realize that possibly this ideal client may have really been wanting to save enough money in the bank to be able to take their loved one on a holiday. So they're not necessarily just looking how to design a budget. There's a meaning. There's a much deeper meaning there for them. Or let's just say this person happens to be a man who's um, in his 30s and he really wants to be able to secure his dream job, get paid what he's worth, start hanging on to all those things that are important to him as far as creating, you know, 401ks and things of that nature, um, setting himself up for retirement because his actual goal right now in his 30s is that his wife can stay home and take care of the children so she doesn't have to work anymore, which actually has been her lifelong dream. So when you get to the real meaning behind the words, it really shifts the conversation and helps you understand what does my ideal client need? And then you get to listen to see if you're the right person to support them. Now, I also think about what, I mean, some people really, if you ask a question, they kind of stumble. What are your dreams? And they're like, uh, dreams. (laughs) So you also might have to help them get clear with that. And that is so important because then you're just building that communication so much stronger. So when you are having that conversation, when you're connecting with people, when you're listening to what they need, make sure that you are bringing that message of hope and possibility for them. Um, and that you are the person to help them out. And I say that with integrity, meaning if you're the person to help them out and that is true for you. (laughs) Mm, Absolutely. This is so very important. I think in one of the key steps that so many incredible coaches find it very difficult and continue to struggle to get their businesses off the ground because they have not taken that time to to truly define a niche or we call it your ideal client and what he or she really wants, the desires. Because once you know that, this next mindset is definitely going to, to shift for you too. So let's dive into the fourth one. And this is marketing is hard. 
Now I'm going to dive straight into the mindset shift because a few of you might be nodding. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I actually love marketing. Could do it all day, or every day. But anyway, here's the mindset shift. Marketing is simple once I have the right action steps in place to help me market my business and take action on them every single day. Now, when we talk about marketing, we are talking about building visibility, building your visibility, that of your services. So it's all about asking yourself, how am I going to get my message out there in a way that helps me build my credibility as well as awareness of what I do to my ideal client, which is so important with what Jennifer was saying earlier. I mean, once you know, okay, who your ideal client is, you can then go and seek where are these people hanging out? Where are they regularly congregating? Whether it be in person, whether it be online, what are some of the Facebook groups? Maybe they're not on Facebook. These are all things that you need to consider. Other things that you want to consider too when it comes to marketing is thinking about how am I going to market my business? You know, maybe you're someone who has been gifted with the ability to write. You love writing, words just flow. So writing articles and sharing these on your blog or maybe even some other blogs where you know your ideal client is a regular reader, that could be a way that you market your business. Maybe you like speaking. And so what you can do is then reach out to various event coordinators and ask if you could speak your message and, and share your brilliance with some of the people attending that networking event or that organization, because, you know, speaking for you is something that just something that you in, enjoy, or maybe you just love connecting with people. So finding networking opportunities in and around your area where you know your ideal client hangs out. So these were just a couple of suggestions. I mean, you know, you were talking about podcasting like Jennifer and I do weekly. We love doing that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, videos for some of you, you may love to, to speak in front of a camera. Use that, you know, leverage that. So really it's a reminder that when it comes to marketing, Find a way that resonates with you, something that you're going to enjoy doing consistently. Maybe you need to go through a bit of a learning curve. That's fine. We've all, you know, if I look back to the very first show I ever did on the podcast, it is rather embarrassing. But anyway, you know, I kept on going and now we just absolutely love it. So that'll happen for you too. But find a way which resonates. How are you going to get your message out? And then, of course, you need to do that on a consistent basis. And that will help you build visibility with your ideal client so that they know about you and that uh, you are there to support and help them. Yeah. Let's talk about the next one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Selling is hard. Okay. The mindset shift here is that selling actually is simple. Once you have the right mindset, systems and action steps in place to help you. I love this. I love this. I love this. So let's just break them down real quick. Uh, the right mindset. Well, there's oftentimes a fear of rejection. And if you have the fear of rejection, you may actually not even realize that this is showing up for you. So I want you to take a moment and think about um, what that means for you. What is that concern? The fear of rejection. Are they going to hang up on me? Am I bothering somebody? Oh, maybe I won't make an offer because then I can't get rejected. It can keep you stuck, right? So get really honest with yourself and, and write out for yourself and journal it down as to what that means for you so that you can have a mindset shift around it. The other thing is fear of failure and not actually achieving your goal. Um, you know, I had a conversation earlier with someone about this specifically, 
and they really were afraid of failing. And, and when we were able to dive deep, again, more of a mindset shift and find out um, what the, the true meaning was, again, talking about true meaning, um, it got really clear for them. So, you know, again, fear of failure can absolutely bring things to a halt and, and happen quickly. Um, the other thing we want to talk about, though, is, is really being tied too much to the outcome. You don't want to be tied to the outcome. And this is such an awesome time that we're having this conversation because, again, a different client today. What was so awesome is uh, she actually had a conversation for her sales conversation. And she said that she showed up. Actually, her words were, um, I listened to what you said and I practiced being detached with the outcome. And guess what? The client said yes. <laughs> I was like, woohoo! But that's exactly it. She wasn't attached to whether the client said yes or no. At that moment, it was simply a conversation and she knew she had the steps in place to support it. Next, we want to talk about the different systems. Think about this your signature, your signature program. Okay. Again, have your signature program outcome focused. Ah, you're another system that I want and we so, so love is the curious conversation process. Make sure that that is in place and that you're comfortable with it so that when you are connecting with someone, you can have that curious conversation and you have the process and the system in place to just have it flow naturally. And the other thing is, okay, once you have that curious conversation, you want to make sure that you have your documentations ready for them to sign up and they can be ready to take action. You're ready to be in action to hand it to them and they're ready to sign in and become your client so they can finally start making the changes they desire. And I think that is so awesome because all that means is as you're, as you're stepping into that system, everything becomes systematic and it just gets easier and easier. Okay, now we talk about the action steps. Oh my goodness, I love this part. Action steps are, are just that, being in action, out of your office, out from behind the computer, connecting with people, right? And making sure that you're connecting with people and getting people into those curious conversations. And that really is a part of why you network and why you do speaking of engagements and speaking events is so that you can have those curious conversations. Everything we just said is exciting and all it simply means is if we break it down to its simplest terms, it really is simply about progress, not perfection. So let's just summarize those because these are so important. So mindset shift number one, I need a mentor, a coach, accountability partner to help me build my coaching practice. Mindset shift two, you need to have the things in place to get a sale, to get clients and money in your door. Mindset shift number three, I need to truly understand and be able to define the needs, desires, hopes and dreams of my ideal client. Mindset shift four, marketing is simple once I have the right action steps in place to help me market my business and take action on them every single day. And mindset shift five, selling is simple. Once I have the right mindset, the right systems and the right action steps in place to help me. So implement all of those. And I tell you what, you will fast track the success of your coaching business. Jennifer, what's today's inspirational message? This is a quote from Dr. Maya Angelou, and the quote is, you may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. 
That is so powerful. Think about that for just a second. And remember, that's about living fully, trusting the process, and don't let anything defeat you. So there you go, another fantastic show. A little bit over 30 minutes, but you know what? We really wanted to dedicate time on these mindset shifts. If this is the very first time that you are joining us, we have really felt honored to be able to spend the the last 30 minutes or so with you. Please do remember to subscribe to our iTunes channel, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash CCP iTunes. While you're there, leave a comment and a rating. This really helps us to get our message out to as many other uh, inspired and passionate coaches all over the world. And uh, we really do appreciate this. We cannot wait to speak to you again next week with another fantastic show. But until then, have a fabulous week. Bye for now. Bye, Jennifer. Bye-bye.